you can know all about the miracles of God and not yet have met the God of the miracles. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Christine Kane for part three of her message entitled, Maker of Miracles. Here's Christine. So Jesus broke it, and the scripture tells us that while he broke it, it continued to multiply. And then I love this part of the text. It says they all ate, and they were all satisfied. And normally we end here. And then we come back next week to church and we think, awesome, I was filled last week. Jesus, I need you to fill me again. But in the day and the hour in which we live in the church, it's not enough just to live miracle to miracle. It's not enough. Because it's what happens between the miracles that is really going to determine the, the, the strength of our Christian walk in the day and the age in which we live. So Jesus finishes that miracle and then he says to the disciples, I want you to go and gather 12 basketfuls, which is like a sack over your shoulder, of the broken pieces. There was exactly 12 basketfuls left over. It's not an accident. 12 basketfuls, 12 disciples. So he said, I want you to go and get a basketful each. And then the Bible tells us that he immediately sent them into a storm. This is an omniscient God. He knew where he was sending them. Not all storms are from the devil. Sometimes God allows us to go into a storm because he wants to reveal to us what is already inside of us. We often don't know. We think we believe one thing and it's a storm in life that will reveal to us what we really believe. And so what happened at this part of the Gospels, Jesus, this is the first mass miracle that Jesus had done. Up until now, he's doing one-on-one and the disciples still don't know the identity of Jesus as the Christ, as the Messiah. They know him as a miracle worker. They know him as a teacher. They know him as a prophet. But they don't know him as Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, the Anointed One, the Messiah. And it is interesting to me that you can sit in church week after week and you can sit in the midst of miracles of God and what's happening through this ministry and through this church across the world is nothing short of a modern day sign and wonder and miracle. Nothing short of that. But you can be in the midst of all of that and you can see the miracles of God and hundreds of millions of you versions being downloaded and campuses exploding all around the place through this wonderful ministry. And you can see that influence and you can be sitting in it and you can see the miracle, you can partake of the miracle and you can know all about the miracles of God and not have yet met the God of the miracles. And so Jesus is saying, it's not enough that you just know about my works and my acts, you have got to know me. And I want to know if you know me. So he sends them into a storm. It's the best way to find that out. And he goes up to a mountain to pray. And you think, why? Well, because now his ministry is about to blow up from this point on in the text. Jesus' ministry through the Gospels is going to blow up because the ingredients of the miracle are sitting in the stomachs of 15,000 people. And they're going to go home to their villages and tell everybody about what he just did. And if your ministry is about to blow up to that extent, you better get on your face on a mountain before God and start praying. So he's praying and... The Bible says now it's about the fourth watch of the night, which takes us to about three o'clock in the morning. So at three o'clock in the morning, he's praying. Then he looks out and the disciples, the scripture says the storm started. They're straining at the oars, which means they're freaking out massively. So they're freaking out. It's dark. They are wondering where Jesus is. I don't know if you've ever been like that. You could have been in an awesome church meeting. And then just hours later, you're wondering, why has God forsaken me? 
Why am I out in this storm? Why am I here? Now it's Wednesday and Sunday, Pastor Craig said everything was going to be awesome and now it's Wednesday. And look at my marriage and look at my finances and look at my health and look at my children and I'm in this storm. And you're wondering where God is. I don't know if anyone besides me has ever been there. Where, where are you, God? Where are you? It seems so dark and it seems so dangerous. The interesting thing is Jesus could see them. He could see. He knows where you're at right at this moment, wherever you are listening to this. He knows exactly what's going on. And this is the great thing. It's a perk of being God. He can be with you right in the middle of that storm while he's coming to you to deliver you from the storm. That's what happens when you're God. And so what they didn't realise was that he had asked them to take the broken pieces with them into the boat. And essentially what he was saying, did you ever wonder why broken pieces, why scraps, why fragments? Why, why couldn't you do the miracle again on the other side? Why fish heads? Why fish bones? Why breadcrumbs? Because this is what Jesus was essentially saying to them. I want each of you to take evidence of this miracle today into the storm of tomorrow. Because I want you to remember that the same God that just did that miracle for you on the mountain is the same God that's going to be with you in this boat, is the same God that's going to take you to the other side. You were never gifted. You were never talented. You were never smart enough to do this in your own strength anyway. You've actually never had anything more than five loaves and two fishes. And the same God that did the miracle for you back then is the same God that'll do the miracle for you in the middle of the storm. It doesn't matter what's happening politically. It doesn't matter what's happening socially. It doesn't matter what's happening economically. It doesn't matter. What happens with us is the minute we come out of a miracle and we see a negative news report and we see something negative is happening in Wall Street or something negative is happening politically or we look at all the disasters happening around us, we begin to panic as if somehow God fell off the throne. And God's saying, when did you ever think you had enough money in the first place? When did you ever think you had enough gift in the first place? It always was God. It always will be God. It always was Christ alone. It always will be Christ alone. It doesn't matter. You know, a lot of us, we get good with now. We get confident with where we are now. And we forget about back then. And when the enemy comes to torment me, I don't start telling him about, oh, I run this global anti-human trafficking organisation now. I speak around the world now because this can all change. Governments can change policies and A21 can shut down. People can stop inviting me. No, I don't talk to him about now. That's not where my confidence is. I go back to then. That girl that was in a hospital, unnamed and unwanted, the same God that kept me alive then is the same God that's with me now. That kid that was abused all those years, the same God that somehow protected me in the midst of all of that. He was with me then. He's with me now. The same kid that used to speak to 20 kids in the backside of nowhere in Australia. The same God that plucked me out of anonymity and obscurity then is the same God that's with me now. It always was Jesus. It always will be Jesus. Whatever is before me, it always was Him. And he's doing what he's always done. He's continuing to build his church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. Whatever happens economically, politically, morally, socially, environmentally, Jesus is doing what he's always done. He's building his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God ever. He's doing what he's always done. So he goes out to the disciples and they're freaking out. And this is what happens when you get your eyes off your fragments of your broken pieces. 
and you get your eyes on the wind and the waves. What happens is Jesus can come out to you, the same Jesus that was on the mountain with you doing miracles all the day before, and you don't even recognize him. Because Jesus uses the storms of life to reveal a different aspect of himself to us. They knew the Jesus that did the fish and loaves. They didn't know the Jesus that walked on water. I don't know what miracle you might need right now, but Jesus is coming in a new form, in a new way to do a new thing in your life. Don't box him back in what he used to do in the way that he used to do it. Allow room for him to come in a different way to deliver you from this storm. You don't need the Jesus that multiplies the fish and loaves when you're in a storm in the middle of an ocean. You need a Jesus that walks on water. Don't think that the very God that's coming to deliver you is the God that's coming to destroy you. He's actually coming to you in a different form. He gets in the boat and the disciples look at him. And the Bible says he's disappointed, not because they were scared in the storm, but because they had not understood the miracle of the loaves and fishes. I wonder, friend, if you're someone that's been sitting in church for today's your first day, or perhaps weeks, months, or years, and you've known the God of, you've known the miracles of God. You've seen signs and wonders, and you've watched God do amazing things in your midst. Let's never be a church that just knows the miracles of God. Let's be a church that is intimately acquainted with the God of the miracles in Jesus' name. That was Christine Kane, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Christine Kane, Maker of Miracles. You can also find out more information about her and her ministry at her website, christinecain.com. Well, that is all I have for you today. Please take just a minute to head over to iTunes and rate or review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me. And I hope you have an amazing day today. And I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.